10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Uh, I be the same dude. Used to wake up playing GameCube. Whatever game we playing, man, I can't lose. Can't choose what game system to use. Like saying who better can or you. You love BGs, oh yeah, girl, me too. We can watch anime all day and skip school. Young legend, rap taking to a new level. New medals for young kings who don't settle. In the crib with my big bro playing Nintendo. I will never let go. Gotta keep it red. Got every single color joystick for the six bow. I will never let Everybody, it's your boy Earth Mac, the mad scientist. Hey, that's your boy Thanos Rick. And what is happening? Man, I am fantastic. Really now, really now. Explain to the listeners why do you feel fantastic today? Hey, Eternals. That trailer looks beautiful. Bro, look, I've seen that trailer, right? What'd you and think? I, I caught major Cyclops vibes. Major yeah. Cyclops vibes. Even though it's not it's not um Cyclops himself, but that second trailer is what did it for me. It wasn't the first trailer, because the first trailer I wasn't like completely sold on it. But we're gonna talk about that later, but but Thanos Rick, you are fantastic today. You feeling fantastic today on this Thursday because we got a, a action-packed show for you guys today. We're talking Captain America 4, Marvel's What If from last night, yesterday, from the release, The Eternals. And of course, um, there was a recent manga release, chapter of Dragon Ball's Vegeta, reaching a new transformation. So we're which, definitely gonna be talking about that. Which I'm sure Earth Smack the Mad Scientist is thrilled to see and read because Vegeta is his idol. So Vegeta's my 
Okay. Okay. I, I, trust me. <laughs> I will go on my rant when it comes to Vegeta. Really, really, really soon. I, 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 will, I will go on my rant. But I, I, and, and there's reasons behind that. But, but Thanos Rick, man, of course, you know, AEW Dynamite was last night. And AEW Dynamite, uh, the energy is organic. Uh, the energy is electric. It takes you back to the ECW days in the 90s, Attitude Era. It, it just, it is, it does its job. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to talk about that more tomorrow night at Tales of the Turnbuckle, the special evening edition at 7 p.m. Eastern Time with myself, Mad Max, and Thanos Rex. So just be on the lookout for that. We still got the morning show tomorrow at 10 p.m., uh, 10 p.m., 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. And last night was movie night with the Geek Corner. Now, you may ask, what is the Geek Corner? Uh, so if you go on Facebook and you type in Orange Phoenix Geek Corner, that is our Facebook group page, right? So with that Facebook group page, it's all positive vibes. And uh, we have movie nights often. We do have movie nights. Last night we watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really good. Really good. I haven't seen that movie in years, Thanos Rick. Years. Well, I mean, it's on Disney Plus, you know. So, you know, matter of fact, they have that one. I think they have the sequel too. Not yeah, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid and We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah, which, you know, those other two. Eh, oh, mean, wait. Oh, hold up now. Hold up. Hold up now. You get too much dip when you chip. Now, honey, I blew up the kid to me was really good. Now, the third one, man, the third one, not so much. But, honey, I blew up the kid was really good. Now, nah, boob the kid was cool. Boob the kid was cool. You know, it's just, uh-huh. you know, you know, uh huh. You know, I yeah, don't know. You, you, it's it's, it's like that nostalgic. They, they have, you know, the Sandlot, but they also have the sequel and like the third one. And I'm like, you know, I don't even, I don't even know why they made a Sandlot two and three. I'm like, well, this is a bad idea. You oh, know? that is no comparison. You know good and well. There's no comparison. Like the sequel, don't even. It, it's not even mentioned. But we mentioned, honey, I blew the kid. Blew up the kid, though. Honey, we shrunk ourselves not so much because people tend to forget that one. But at least people hear, honey, I blew up the kid versus the sequel to Sandlot. I keep forgetting there was a sequel to Sandlot. Yeah, it's 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 worth forgetting. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying sequels, you know, some sequels and whatever, you know, you know, it, sometimes you just can't do better than the original. Nah, true, 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 true. It, it's hard to to uh, it's hard. Yeah. To be better than the original. I mean, Terminator 2 did it, but oh, T2 is the hardest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Terminator Two did it. Like it definitely set the bar for sequels. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I, I want to say people tend to forget the original because you can't forget the original Terminator. But people don't talk about it as no. much. T2, the main thing T Two is the best Terminator, and out of all of them. Now some yeah. some may disagree, but I mean, I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> it, it was bro. It was super balanced. Super balanced when it came to action. And the pacing of it, man, it was just really damn good. It was really damn good. But last night, we watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with the Geek Corner. Now, you asked, uh, also, you can join the Geek Corner here as well on the live show. All you had to do is just click on my name, like click on my name and join the fan club and you get your own personalized emojis. So you get access to a lot of things that 
regular listeners uh, do not. But the regular listeners can also join the fan club as well. There's no fee. It's free. So you can do that. And also, uh, we have a magazine called Orange Phoenix Magazine. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. Now, with this magazine, it is monthly, and it's only $5 a month. That's it. It's only $5 a month. We talk about everything geekdom, whether it's manga, anime, sci-fi, Marvel, DC, comics, you name it, we nerd it. That is exactly what we do with the Orange Phoenix magazine. And September's edition is going to be awesome because I have a personal artist that's going to do the cover for me. And it's, I can't tell you what the cover is going to be for September, but the September issue is going to be just as packed, if not more packed, than the August edition of Orange Phoenix magazine. I cannot wait. But, uh, Thanos Rick, I think it's time to jump into some news here, man. What are you going to start first? You know I, I'll say, you know what? No, forget it. Forget it. Let's, let's, let's shout out my man, Anthony Mackey for signing the deal officially to be the new Captain America in Captain America 4. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, we were expecting that at some point, you know. Now, we weren't expecting it like this soon, but uh, Thanos Rick is right. So Anthony Mackie did reportedly close the deal to officially start in Captain America 4, Yes. And Mackie has been working in the industry since 2002, starring in the films like Eight Mile. You know, <laughs> Eight you Mile. know, I I had no idea he he's been acting that long. I had no idea, bro. You had, had no idea, idea he was in Eight Mile. He's the one who got no 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 no, got, no 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 2002. Oh 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 okay. 2002. I didn't realize he's been in that long. Yeah, he's been in the game. I mean, he he's not like. Uh, of course, Eight Mile kind of put him in everyone's radar, but I mean, he's been acting for a minute, you know. Now, I mean, granted, he's not an actor that everyone talks about constantly, mm-hmm. but you know, Eight Mile came along, Hurt Locker, Million Dollar Baby, you know, he he he's been in a few projects, but of course, I think with the intro to the MCU, kind of catapulted him into stardom, and yes. you know, you know what they say, man, if you if you keep working at it, you will get your big break. It may take you a long fucking time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You may have to go through some shit, but eventually everyone gets their Captain America 4 moment. Yes. So shout out to Anthony Mackie. We, we've been waiting for this. It's been rumors forever, you know, but it is now official. Now, where it's placed as far as the release date, the release schedule, timeline, whatever remains to be seen. We don't really know any plot details we don't know now I'm, I'm assuming after the events of winter uh, uh uh falcon and winter soldier but we don't really know after that point so we'll see i'm sure news will come out we'll 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 hear more and you know mcu they'll they'll keep things tight lipped and they, they won't say anything but you know it 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 i'm curious to see what this is going to be about and whether or not we'll have any other Avenger cameos. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Sebastian Stan will make a cameo as Winter Soldier. I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. you know, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yes. Yeah. And, and, and Sam served primarily as a supporting character until recently. Now, showing up when he was needed, but never taking center stage. Now, up until Disney Plus with Falcon Winter Soldier, where he took the shield and he made it his own. And now he's known as Captain America now. Now, um, of course, when we watched 
you know, Falcon went a soldier and he just gave the shield away. It pissed us off. You're like, bro, what are you, what the hell are you doing? And then at that point, he takes the shield. Now, we were talking about the fact that he's going to get a Captain America movie. Like, it would be right. And I feel like he will have a, um, he will have a second season of Falcon Winter Soldier, but I feel like a movie is warranted, especially with what he has going on and, you know, today's climate. So I consider this very, very awesome indeed. Now, now with the studio already having packed Phase 4 slate, it seems like Captain America 4 could be a long way off. Still, it's clear, even without Steve Rogers, the shield will be as important to the MCU as ever. Now, you've seen the shield being used in Marvel's What If with uh, Peggy Carter or Captain Carter, but it was like the British shield. Captain like Britain. It, Captain Britain. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Captain Britain. But uh, I thought it was just Captain Carter for a period. I mean, come on. She's British. She's Captain Britain. I don't care what nobody says. She is Captain Britain. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this right. Stop trying to play us like we don't know who Captain Britain is. Oh, Stop my it, gosh. Stop it. You know, oh man. So I mean now with the key release dates, you got Sean Chi that's gonna be September third, Eternals November fifth, Spider-Man No Way Home, December seventeenth, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, March twenty-fifth, Thor Love and Thunder, May sixth, uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Black Panther two, July eighth of next year, The Marvels, Captain Marvel two, November eleventh, twenty twenty two, Ant Man the Wasp, twenty twenty three, February seventeenth, and Guardians Volume Three, May fifth. 2023 so we got a we got a minute we got a minute so if we looking at maybe 2025 well from captain four nah man 2024 i would think uh, well okay so he signed a deal they didn't start filming uh, yeah 2024 i, I, I would i would say at the earliest release it'll be 2024 because 2022 and three seem to be already filled now of course I don't know. They they may can start filming it now. I mean, I guess, you know, it's whatever they want to do. Maybe they can squeeze it in 2023. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, they 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 shifted dates before, so it wouldn't right. be, it, it wouldn't be a surprise, but that that depends on them. That depends on them. Yeah. You know, I'm just concerned about what, what it's going to be about. You know what I'm saying? And as you mentioned, Sam gave the shield away, got it back. I understood why he gave it away because I don't think he felt worthy of it. So will he continue to battle that in the new movie? Him being worthy? Other, Man, you know what I, I'm saying? Like, because you know, I'm assuming he and I, you know, I'm not in the writing room. I don't know how, but I'm assuming they may try to tackle the angle of people getting used to him being Captain America, a black man. Yeah. If they want to, if they want to go the racial route, I mean, it kind of alluded to that in Falcon Winter Soldier, but they didn't really like make it a focal, make it a focal point. And um, I like those subtle, I like the subtle hints in there. So I think Captain America for it will be him just taking the mantle and just being the beacon. You know what I'm saying? Like being Cap. So I, I mean, I don't know who's going to be who's who's the villain. villain. Who's the villain? Who's he right? Like? I don't know who the villain's gonna be, but it better be a damn good one. You know what I'm saying? It better be a damn good one. But maybe it's um, maybe it's uh, Peggy's niece. Maybe it's her. Uh, that 
I don't think that would be. I don't think that's movie worthy. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It depends. Is that, is that it really movie depends. worthy? You know. I mean, she I, is the puppet master. I mean, she she did do some inner workings behind the scenes. You know, whereas Sam and you know when a soldier didn't even know anything about, they still don't know. Well, like, I, mean, I, well, I mean, but that's the other thing. Will this be a theater release or Disney Plus release? Uh, this is going to be a movie release. I can Captain America Four going to be a, a movie for sure. Okay, and it's going to sell the fuck out. I, I, I it will. I hope so. I hope so. It, it will. I mean, Eternals going to be a, a pleasant surprise. Eternals going to surprise a lot of people. No, Eternals is going to be dope. Let's let's it, it, don't don't get it twisted. That's going to be no, no. But I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like with with the comic book readers, we know who the Eternals are, right? Yeah. Um, I vaguely know because I know of the Eternals, but I wasn't right. like out there saying, "Damn, let me go get the Eternals comic book." You know what I'm saying? If you right. really really notice, like this year, it's been more obscure Marvel characters being being put to the forefront versus behind the scenes you know they started with guardians they got a success out of that you got eternals with this new trailer which was way better than the, the first trailer and you're like oh shit i want to know what exactly is going on why things are the way they are shang chi which is september 3rd like two pleasant surprises two i, I think those movies itself is going to like set the tone and it's going to be like you know more intergalactic type vibe you know, more supernatural type type deal. So uh, well, I, well, I really dig that aspect. Well, I mean, as we already talked about, you know, Marvel, or I guess I should say Disney now, they they own a lot of the characters. So they can, you know, it's, it's thousands of them. So mm -hmm. they can choose to do, I mean, aren't they still doing Squirrel Girl? Uh, yes, yes. I, I think they are still doing Squirrel Girl. Uh, Moon Knight especially, Ironheart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sky's the limit for Disney and MCU. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it's so many characters you can pull from. So many. But please, for the love of God, give us Fantastic Four the right way. Just, get, just give that to us. We, I have no doubt. I have no doubt the MCU or Disney will get it right. Because we've tried several times. <laughs> you know, we tried. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Chris Evans was Human Torch for crying out loud. Yeah, and let's not forget the old uh, '90s Fantastic Four. Yeah, let's not forget that. We're not. We're not gonna forget. How about we do forget it and call it a day? Uh, we will not. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna send that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna send it to Detroit Blue. I'm gonna send it to her. Please, like, don't. hey, check please, this out. Please don't because you'll, you'll you'll piss her off. So please just don't don't say. It. <laughs> I, look, I'm gonna just send it to her, man. I'm like, hey, here you go. Check this out. Got yeah, show on Monday. Enjoy. <laughs> You're gonna piss her off because that movie pisses everyone off. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, what, what? Hey, what did Mark Henry say? What did he say? Because that's what I do. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Like I said, details for Captain America Four still under wraps. We're not really sure if Winter Soldier Sebastian Stan will make an appearance. You right. know, because I guess Anthony Mackie just signed the deal, you know, so everything is still new. But we'll just have to see, you know, where it fits in and the release schedule and the timeline and, right. you know, villains, allies, plots. I mean, we'll wait and see. But my guess, E, I would say 2024. 
to be safe. 2024. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, that's that's a feasible time. That's a feasible time. But but all this shit that's going on in the multiverse and Marvel's what if, which we're gonna jump into that like real real shortly. Um, you know, I'm trying to figure out where does it fit. You know what I mean? Like, where does it fit in in the realm of things? Because all these movies that's being mentioned, with the exception of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, everything else is kind of like real science and space. Quantum Mania, King the Conqueror is going to be one of the main villains, if if not the main villain, in Ant Man and the Wasp. So then you got Guardians of the Galaxy that's following after that, but before that you got Captain Marvel two, you got Thor: Lo- Love and Thunder. Like you got all that stuff that's going on that's in space. And I, I, maybe they just take a break from space for a second, and then come back down to Earth. So you know, you well, know, Sam Wilson can get it done. I don't know if you can completely just switch over to the cosmos. I think right. with Captain America four, they're probably still going to have him keep things grounded. Because I mean, right. you still have your issues on Earth, you know. Yeah. So you know, you'll have. The Moon Knights, the Hawkeyes, you know, I guess the new Black Widow, however MCU wants to utilize her, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, War Machine, the Armor Wars, you know, maybe Captain America 4 might tackle that, you know, so you you may see Rhodey pop in, you know, so I think. Oh, you mean Sam? Well, Rhodey pop in with Sam in in his movie or something. I don't know. We'll oh, see. Oh, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, uh, Hydra. You know, you still yeah, have Hydra. Hydra running around. You know, the, the super soldier serum. You know, that that still might play an issue. You know, I mean, I, I don't, there, there are still stories to tell on Earth. And I think with Sam's character, he will lead that charge as far as no, Earth no. is concerned. And, you know, and plus we'll see. Again, we have Fantastic Four coming. So, of course, Dr. Doom is coming, you know, and then you still have the X-Men, you know, you have Blade. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot happening on Earth still. So, Marvel... Just make sure Dr. Doom have his $200. All right? Anyway, just make sure. Anyway, so, <laughs> the, the, MC, the MCU... Coming for you? The, the, the MCU will have to keep that balance between Earth and the cosmos. It can't just be all Earth, and it can't just be all cosmos. You gotta have a balance right. somewhere. So true that. True that. And, and of course, Spider-Man. You know what happens after No Way Home? You know we still have to figure out whether or not they're going to continue with Tom Holland because because I, I don't think he signed a new contract yet. Or he a will. New he will. A- a- ain't no question about that. Like Tom Holland will. I mean, it, it's, it's honestly well. That's on. I, I, I damn near say it's not newsworthy because we already know for like the back of our hand, Tom Holland will resign as as Spider-Man. He just didn't do it yet. Well, that's on Sony because Sony still owns the rights. So that True. would have to be a deal between Sony, Tom, and somewhere along the line, MCU. Because MCU, they don't own anything Spider-Man. So, right, right. It, you know, it was, you know Sony Sony can kill that deal whenever they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they can. But I don't, think they, I don't think they will because I think they reached an agreement. When it comes to Spider-Man and Venom and everything else, I think everything is kind of like tied in pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Especially how the second Spider-Man actually ended. So uh, you can just use a scroll. I mean, that's an easy fix, honestly. You know, scrolls were living on Earth for you know for years. You get a scroll that's posing Spider-Man, jump around, 
Have Peter just sitting there taking pictures. Boom. Easy fix right there. Oh, shit. J.J. James, John Jonah Jameson right. is, is a coot. You know what I'm saying? He put out hoax news. That's not Peter. Peter's right there. He's taking pictures of Spider-Man. What you mean? Easy stuff. Easy stuff. Now, um, now that oh, now I mentioned Marvel's What If earlier, and we are going to jump into that, man. Um, so last yesterday, Marvel's What If, the second episode on Marvel's What If was released yesterday. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, these shows are fucking good. Great. Like, phenomenal. Like, we've seen the first episode with Peggy Carter being, you know, <clears throat> in Thanos' words, Captain Britain. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Stop playing with me. That's Captain Britain. Stop playing. <laughs> she's British and she's a captain. Stop it. <laughs> so, so, this episode here uh, is about T'Challa. And with Marvel's What If, you know, you have the Watcher with his narration... Yeah. So, this also is a decision-making episode. So, all these episodes that's going to transpire is about one decision. And that one decision changed the course of everything else in the future. So, instead of Yondu going to see Peter and picking Peter up right after his mom passed, he sent the Ravagers out there on the job to get the half-human. Yeah. But it just so happened to come across Wakanda. Yeah. Well, they didn't see Wakanda. They saw T'Challa just outside of the bubble because T'Challa is talking to his dad about, I want to see what's going on in the outside world. I'm curious about it. I, w- I want to go on these adventures, this, that, the third. So he makes it outside the bubble and right at that moment, the Ravagers show up, pick T'Challa up, and T'Challa is not shocked at all of what's transpiring. He said, man, listen, I want to go on these adventures. I want to go see the world. Or whatever. Well, shout out to Lowdown. What's happening? What's happening, fam? What's happening? So, from there, Yondu was like, I'm going to show you several worlds. Let me pause the music right quick. I know you've seen it, Thanos, Rick. Yes. I know my listeners have seen it. Bro, they had Thanos. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Thanos busting tables? Or was he running the bar? Or was he serving Drake? I don't know what he was doing. But Thanos was working the bar. So T'Challa has so much influence as a kid. He taught Yondu out of like stealing. But instead of doing that, stealing from the powerful and giving it to the powerless. Like Robin Hood type stuff. Like he's doing that. Not only that, Drax's wife and kid is still alive. And Thanos, he literally had a sit-down conversation with Thanos and taught Thanos out of chasing after the Infinity Stones. A conversation. Thanos. I mean, they, they, they tease a it a little bit. He's huh? a Ravager. He's a Ravager. Well, yeah, yeah. He's a Ravager, but he's not the Ravager that we know. They're not the Ravagers we know. Hell, Gamora is not there, obviously, because, you know, Thanos picks up Gamora. So if Thanos didn't do what he... So this was before Thanos even was conquering, like, worlds or whatever. He had a a sit-down conversation with Thanos. He's like, no, man, this is not the way, or whatever the case may be. Thanos like, you know something? You're right. Maybe my thought process is jacked up, and it shouldn't be the way it is. Nebula has hair. 
She looks she's like not, Black Widow, but blonde and blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's as much as I'm gonna get into. There's much I'm getting into because there's there's other things that transpire in the show. Um, I know I'm gonna watch it again, and, and I'm gonna watch it with Queen's Ransom or whatever because she didn't have a chance to watch it. But I mean, I'm just saying that that's setting up the premise. Okay. There for you, the impact that T'Challa has. Peter is still on Earth at this point. Yondu was like, you know what? Two tears in the bucket. Eh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna just take T'Challa or whatever. I, I mean, for it to be the final performance of Chadwick Boseman, um, it was a very good uh, performance. And yes, it is animated, but this is not for kids. This is, honestly, the rating is TV 14. Because they may have some language in it, may have a little bit of violence in it. So it's not really for children, per se, unless you like preteens or something like that. You know, you know, it's still the same rating like Falcon and the Soldier got and Loki and stuff like that. But what did you think of Marvel's Widow? You know, I was surprised with the collector. You know, that 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 fight. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but there is a fight scene between the collector and you know, Chala and you know the crew and you know he got some hands E yeah I'll say that the collector can bang with the best of them stolen <laughs> hands stolen <laughs> hands man stolen hands. I, it, the, the whole Guardians concept like all the Guardians are different all of them are different you know what I'm saying so there's no Groot there's no Rocket so this is Drax, a what if Drax is huh? there. Drax is Drax there. Is there. Yeah, Drax is bartending, man. Like he's like, yo, Peter. Oh, not Peter. He's like, yo, um, because okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna say this, but uh, Nebula has a nickname for T'Challa. Yeah, she has a nickname for him. So it also alludes to the fact that they have a romantic relationship. Yeah, probably. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but hey, man, listen. But hey. If you haven't seen the show, you got to watch episode two of uh, Marvel's What If, man. It's great stuff. It is great stuff, man. They are doing a phenomenal job. I have no complaints whatsoever in regards to, you know, to Marvel's What If. I cannot wait for the next episode. Now, Thanos Rick, we talked about the Eternals trailer. So give us your thoughts on the Eternals second release. Of their trailer, the second I, trailer. I think this movie is going to be badass. I mean, you have a star-studded cast: Sama Hayek, Angelina Jolie. I mean, just to name a few. You know, um, what's my man? He was in Game of Thrones. He's the leader, Kit Harrington. Yeah, he's in there, and also the other one too. The other one. Um, he's the leader of the Eternals. What's his name? What's his name? Because he played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. Um, I can't. Yeah, nice to see him alive. Yeah, and, yeah, and, has a, and have a hit. His name escapes me, but I mean, the the movie's going to be dope, bro. It's going to be dope, and it, it explains, you know, why the Eternals didn't interfere in any of the events on Earth. I mean, the the, the trailer tells you, well, hey, we we had we had our orders from the Celestials. Now they don't say that in the trailer, but you see a picture of a Celestial in the trailer. Which lets right. know it's a celestial that gave them the order, hey, do not interfere, you know, with any events on Earth unless 
with humans unless the deviants are involved, you know. Mm. And, and they show the deviants in the trailer, and you know, there's some fight scenes. I mean, it's dope. It's 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 really going to be dope. It's really going to be dope. So I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, now, do you think that with these Eternals movies, that is going to be the introduction to the mutants? I don't know. It, it feels that way. And it also alludes to the fact that this celestial has ill intent. They're like, well, who first gave the order for it? And it's almost like they're alluding to the fact that this celestial is a bad guy. I mean, Peter was half celestial, right? Yes. Because his dad, Ego, it's is like, a celestial. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's safe to say that not all celestials are good. Well, no, I mean, even in the comics, some were good, some were bad. Um, to my to right. my understanding, um, I mean, again, but you know, the the, the trailer explains where, well, hey, for seven thousand years, you know, we've been dormant, but you know, after the Thanos snap, when everyone came back, I guess that energy allowed for the Eternals to just come into being who they are. You know, it was some something about that snap, and that's what Salma Hayek's character explains in the trailer. So, you know, like, okay, 7,000 years, the snap kind of brought them back into, you know, to, to this point. Now they're, you know, we, we still don't know who the big bad is. We see them fighting, you know, deviants, or I, I think they're deviants in the trailer. Not entirely yeah. sure. Um, but of course, you know, the Eternals, they're not all together. Like they're all separated throughout Earth. I guess by the looks of it, so they you know they have to find each other to get to that point to where they they can all come together. Um, so, I, I mean, I, it, it, it looks dope. I mean, I I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It, it looks dope. Now the, the X Men connection, however the Eternals fit in from this point, I don't really know because right. again we we've mentioned the Cosmos Earth. Captain America 4, Guardians 3, Shang-Chi, Ant-Man. We've mentioned all of that, but how do the Eternals fit? Because, again, they can't interfere with humans on Earth unless the Deviants aren't involved, if I'm not, if, if I'm not mistaken. But see, the thing, the, the thing is, though, Thanos is a Deviant. So it makes me question how come they didn't interfere when Thanos came to Earth. That doesn't mm. make any sense to me because Th Thanos is a Deviant. Is he? He is. Okay. I thought he was just like the Titan. You know what I mean? Like he's well, well he he's he's a part of the deviant race in the comics. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, you just jogged my memory. You're you're correct. So I don't know why. Hopefully they will explain that in the movie. Hopefully, but Thanos is a deviant. So mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't interfere when Thanos came to Earth. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, it 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 leaves more questions now. It leaves more, more questions than answers. Because yeah. honestly, I think the Eternals was out before Thanos even touched down on Earth. Like, they know about all the events that has transpired. Like, you know, half the population being snapped, the half the population coming back, you know, a couple of years later, um, them beating Thanos. And it was like, I'm thoroughly impressed that humans actually was able to defeat the Titan. You know what I mean? So at this point, there's there's a lot of questions out there as far as what is their purpose because they've grown to love people. And then at that point, you see them, you know, interfering 
in a sense, like saving human lives and stuff like that. So this may be a precursor because it, it calls the emergence. And I'm not sure what the emergence, you know, what's going to take place with that, with the Eternals. But you can look at um, like the, the time period that they show up that if they like let's just say they fall in love with someone or whatever the case may be like in the beginning right so you think about that gene pool just flowing through up until a current timeline because the eternals out they don't age from what i'm gathering right they really age like that or their age is like really really slow i believe they age slow okay so there's that right so when you look at that and look at a descendant or whatever the case may be, you may have a mutant on your hands. Maybe apocalypse. But, you know, I'm well, just sticking stabs in the dark. Well, if, if if I'm not mistaken, and E, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. the, the, the Celestials sent the Eternals to Earth thousands of years ago to create more super-powered beings. But for whatever reason, shit with Haywire... And the, the Celestials left. And mm. the Eternals are trapped there. Mm. Someone, someone, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the comics, that's how it went down. They were sent to Earth to create or to do whatever with, with the humans on Earth. But something went haywire and they, they, they you know, got stuck there. They got stranded. The, the, the Celestials left. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I don't really, I don't really know if the movie is going to tackle that. We'll have to wait and see, because they'll they'll have to explain what the hell they're doing there. Why right. are they, why are the Eternals there? So hopefully, well, I'm sure they will explain that. But you know, I'm just going off of the comics. So, man, I just, you know, while you was talking, I, I just like sparked an idea, right? Because you already know on Friday we got Tales of the Turnbuckle at 7 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So. I, I thought about doing another like auxiliary show, like a special evening show where we talk about the most obscure Marvel characters and we give the audience background information on these said characters because they may see them in movies or series and that prepares them for, you know, their introduction. That way they won't get blindsided because not many people know who Shang-Chi is. Not many people know who the Eternals are. And, you know, we 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 brush across it and we talk about it and, like, just give people somewhat of a backdrop. I think, Thanos Rick, you are the perfect person for that job. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, are you down to do a Marvel declassified type episode, like frequent evening episodes? Like, you know, maybe, like, once or twice a month. What you think? On the Eternals and Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, not just them two. Just, just okay, not many people know about Silver Surfer. You know what I mean? You know, we talked about, <laughs> not people know about that. Not many people knew about Guardians of the Galaxy until Guardians of the Galaxy actually was released. Well, according to you, he's, the Surfer is bland. He's a bland character. So He is. He is a bland character. He's a bland job. character. But That but, job's hard for me now to explain. <laughs> 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 okay, so, now, so I have to make him exciting to people like you who call, who calls him bland. <laughs> to me, to me, you know what I'm saying? To me. Oh, matter of fact, okay, okay. 
So Moon Knight, right? We can educate the masses on Moon Knight, Ironheart, and Miss Marvel. Like who they are. Right. You know, when when was their debut? Like when did they show up in the comics? Like what are some of their storylines or whatever? You know, we, we talk about it off here. But we we asked the Geek Corner today. I, I asked I put up a poll for the Geek Corner uh on Facebook and like what do y'all how do y'all feel about a Marvel declassified, you know, special episode or whatever the case may be, and then we'll do that. Yeah, I mean put the can, power in the people. We can gather information, you know, if, if there's a character that people want to know more about. You know, if, if they need more clarification on like who who the hell is this guy? Sure, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know that 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 that's that definitely will ease some minds. You know, moving in. You know, so. hey, Rachel Lowe says yes. Rachel Lowe says yes. He's all for it. And thank you. Uh, shout out to the new listeners out here, man. Uh, Super Kim, uh, RJS uh, Machine, uh, Z4 YWS Five MX. Uh, PBG D six seven A three three I. You know, shout out to you guys. But uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited about the Eternals, and I'm very excited about Sean Chi and Legend of Ten Rings. Yeah, uh, me and the Miss is going to have to ride. We're going to have to go see that. I mean, guys, all the listeners, check out the Eternals trailer. It's on YouTube. It's on wherever you can find it. Just Google uh-huh. the trailer, and it'll pull right up. You know, and that drops November fifth. I believe that's on a Friday. You know, mm-hmm. my birthday is the day before, so I will be off. You know, waiting for that. I might go to the midnight premiere if if we have one. Oh you know, boy, that one I might see in theaters. Okay, that, one, that okay. one I might see in theaters. I need to get the IMAX. You know, experience for that one. So you want the IMAX experience for for Shang Chi and Eternals? E, I always try to get the IMAX whenever I can, if it's available. Hey, look. <laughs> hey man, for from a for a guy that says <laughs> for a guy that says man, theaters are becoming obsolete. You get the finest of accommodations when it comes to movie theater experience. Well, no, I mean it's it's uh, it's offered. Why would I go see the, the 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 standard way? If you have the IMAX with the better audio, the visual, and all this the surround, why not just do that? Yeah, might as well do that. You know, especially might as well do that with, with Eternals. Shoot, I I need the best to see that. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay, okay. All right, and then uh, also for the listeners, now last bit of news here. You know, the most recent chapter of Dragon Ball Super dropped. Here we go. And uh, I, I'm just saying, look, last night, last night I played Dragon Ball Fighters with a couple friends. Uh, shout out to Willie Hines, shout out to Pat Venning, shout out to, uh, you know, Chris, Chris McNeil, shout out to the fellas out there. Now, um, I haven't played Dragon Ball Fighters in quite some time. I picked it up, like, picked it back up, I would say the day before yesterday, and we did it again yesterday. Probably, probably play Virtual Fighter tonight, you know, jump in that. But let's just say your boy here is the champ. He is, he holds the heavyweight title for Dragon Ball Fighters, man. When it comes to the group, you know, when it, you know when it comes to the fight, you know, he is the heavyweight champ. Now, there was a quick, if you will, uh, there was a little complaint. <laughs> you know what I'm There was a little complaint as far as my, my mood set. It's like, nah, man, you're supposed to just jump in there and fight. Da-da-da-da, don't turtle. 
So, okay, there is a situation in Dragon Ball Fighters, right? Where you know how you can just fly towards someone like that dash. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what have you seen in your experience? Like when you looked at YouTube or anything like that, when someone dashed towards you consistently, what is the counter to that? It, it's the uppercut, right? I mean, you can do a few things, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can uppercut, you can, you know, transport real quick to get, get out the way. You know what I'm right. saying? If you have the, the, the energy for it. I mean, right. it's, it's a few things. It's a few things. Right, right. So, I mean, if you fighting someone like Broly, the movie version, and this person is constantly attacking, 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 and if you like, and he's constantly dashing towards you, you know, for one, if you use the the uh, the um, the teleport move, that takes a meter, or at least part of it, right? So you waste, technically speaking, you know, you're kind of wasting it in a way. Mm-hmm. And then if you do the down uppercut, that knocks them out of it, and then that actually goes into other combos. Now there was a complaint, like I was spamming it, like no fam, you are coming at me. Am I supposed to block all day? Nah. So I, I'm like, any fighting game that I do play, I play it or I try to play it like a pro gamer will play it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, me and you, Thanos Red, anybody else in, you know, that have played fighting games, they play it to win. I mean, I have fun playing it. That's my fun. You know, I, I play it. And they said I were, can't help it. I can't turn it off. So what? They said, they said you were spamming? I was spamming defense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was I was playing defense, man. I don't understand. I don't understand it personally. Like it is it, really, and the people I was playing against, there was they actually learned to do those same counters on me if I was dashing towards them. Like that's not a spam move. Like by any stretch of the imagination, that just being smart. That is being smart. Like use it when you talk about spamming. You talking about someone offensively doing it. Like they coming at you. Yeah. Like and hitting you with the same move over and over and over and over and over and over again. Nah, if you're hitting me with something and I know that's the counter to it, why not do it? Why? Why not do it? You you you, you play to win. I mean, that's that's first and foremost. You, you play to win. You know, it's it's like playing NBA 2K, you know, with Golden State when they have KD and Steph. Like, we know what you're going to do. You're going to shoot that fucking ball all goddamn day. Because you have right. all the shooters, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can be frustrated, but I can't be mad because that's how the game made it to be. So I can't really be mad about it. I can't hate, you know what I'm saying. I mean, we know what you're gonna do. You'll shoot the ball all goddamn day, and it'll, it'll probably go in. You know what I'm saying. So eh, frustrating, yes, but to be angry about it, you really can't because that's how the game made it to be. So you know. That one, you have to just chuck it up. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. I get it. And I mean, E, you know, you you do have a certain way of playing because I played you in fighters a while ago. You know right. what I'm saying? And you know, you, you, you're you're good. I will give you that. You're good. You do have a certain way of playing. Now, granted, back then I wasn't experienced with the game like I am now. So I may have to get that rematch on you. I may have to. You know what I'm saying? But anytime. Anytime, you know, you know, you do have a certain way of playing, but I can't be, I can't be mad at it. Like I remember way back when, when I was a kid, and I, and I was playing Street Fighter Two, 
You know, E, I would choose Blanca. And guess what the fuck I did with Blanca? Electricity in the roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't the most skilled at Street Fighter 2. I'm still, I'm still not the most skilled at it, but I know how to use the players. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, hey, <laughs> I get it. I get Listen, it. <laughs> when I had Bison on Street Fighter 2, I was spamming the fuck out of Psycho Crushing. I, I swear I was. Because they weren't blocking it. They was not yeah. blocking it. They yeah. was blocking everything else, but it didn't block my Psycho Crushers. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to just, all right. <laughs> you know. And and, and, and so I, we literally, you know, the person named Nameless, we literally had this, this argument for about 15, 20 minutes about that. I was like, bro, what, what do you mean? Everybody got their own strategies. Like, yeah. one of them refuse to use the x factor no matter what refuses to use it everybody else around him uses it but that's their choice and i'm like and he openly expressed i could use it down you know the uppercut move i'm like why don't you why don't you that's not my fault that, that's that's similar to goku knowing full well he can do super saiyan 3 against vegeta and he didn't do it but you didn't do it that's not vegeta's fault i mean <laughs> People have a certain way of playing, and I guess people expect you to play with some type of honor. <laughs> you know, fighting game, really? There's, there's honor in fighting games, E, I guess. <laughs> there ain't. There's not. And, and, and I put up and I put up another uh, example. I'm like, wait a minute. So when you was playing Virtual Fighter and you was crouching and doing the little jabs, yeah, because like yeah. you was doing that constantly, just ankle hits, the ankle punches, uh -huh. like. Like, was that not spammy? Uh-huh. And, and then they had, like, some kind of, you know, little way of saying it or whatever the case would be. I'm like, no, you was doing it. But I had no complaints for it. For it. I'm like, but however, comma, there is a way to get out of it. You can roll out of it. You can roll around it. You know, you can do something to counter it. At yep. the time, I didn't know how to counter it. But I didn't get mad at it. Because Virtual Fighter is really probably the most technical 3D game you can play, especially if you're playing against a very experienced virtual fighter player. If you start now, it's going to look simplistic. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it is not. I mean, you, 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 you can't get mad at it. I mean, I have a, I have a homeboy where I'm at, my boy Marcus, and, yeah. you know, we play Soul Calibur Six, you know, and for some reason, Marcus likes to fucking hit you in the goddamn foot or in the shin. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he goes low, and it's fucking annoying. But... If you know how to sidestep and block or whatever, I mean, there, there's a way to figure it out. Yeah, and there's a way to figure it out. And of course, with Soul Calibur, you have your ring outs, which is also fucking annoying. But if you know how to sidestep at the right moment, because Soul Calibur is about, is it's really about timing. Soul Calibur is, is you know, it's is skill, but it's really about timing as well. You have to time the special, right? You have to time the sidestep, right? You have to time... You have to time a lot of things in Soul Calibur 6, especially Soul Correct. Calibur 6. So, you know, annoying, frustrating, but you really can't be mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Especially with ring outs, because that is annoying. You get a fucking ring out. Like, well, goddamn. You know, I lose. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. Hey, man, listen. The ring out saved people's lives, man. They can get straight smacked, bro. And they get at the right time and the right edge. And he can do that little sidestep, but boom, knock you off the ring. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, all right. That's what I'm saying. The timing. The timing got to be on. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I get it. I get it. You, you got to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. 
You know, that's that's the best advice we can give people. You know, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, got got to no. figure it out, man. Got to got got to figure it figure it out. I mean, my my uh 3 was cooler. I love cooler. Cooler is ridiculous. He's ridiculous, but his moveset is a little slow. So and he's not really a tank per se. But I really, really do love Cooler. Uh, base Goku, base Goku was my other one. Okay. And Captain Ginyu, like I'm really starting to really vibe with Captain Ginyu. It's gonna take a minute. I actually did the body change on somebody. Really? I actually did the body change on somebody. Okay. And but Captain Ginyu, even without the body change, is pretty legit because he can call the Ginyu Force whenever. So it's like you got an extra assist on top of the assist of your other two people. I fucking hate that shit. That's fucking annoying. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, though. His assists are in order. So it like it does Goldo, it does Raccoon, it does Birda, and it does Jace, yeah. and it, and it recycles. So if you didn't, if you was doing an air combo and you haven't called the Ginyu Force out at all, and the wrong Ginyu going to get called out. So at that point. You you drop a combo, so you really there is a there is a a negative point to it. I think of a few people. I think a seventeen does that. Seventeen can call, um, no eighteen. Eighteen can call seventeen, even though seventeen isn't on the team. But eighteen can call seventeen just just to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Tien. Tien can call Chao Su, and then Chao Su can do whatever. You know, so it it it's a it's a few characters on fighters. You know that that you can call upon without them being on your team. You know, I mean, I I know for me, who are my three? I like playing with. Oh hell, uh, what's my man? Don't let, don't let me get Vegito. Jesus Christ! I like playing with. What the fuck do I play with? <laughs> you don't remember? That's a good. No, no. I mean, it's it's it's. Cause I'm trying to think who who am I really good with? Um, my man, uh, yeah, Bardock. Okay, uh, young uh, Goku, Ultimate Gohan, Kid Goku. Oh, oh, Dragon Ball GT Goku. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love playing with Kid Goku, and I would have to say, I would have to say, uh, fuck, uh. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. Who the fuck do I play with? Oh my god, I like to play with. Uh, maybe Super Saiyan God Vegeta. I would say him. Super Saiyan God Vegeta is dope. Yeah, yeah. So though, I, I think those are my three. Those are my three. So. Okay. Okay. I mean. Uh, who else you got? Who else, who else would you be your secondary? I mean, I, I like playing with Tien. Tien is ridiculous on that fucking game. I don't know why they made him so goddamn strong. Uh, <laughs> hell, even Yamcha's dope. You know, Yamcha, if used right, Yamcha's a monster. Uh, Bro, let me tell you about <laughs> Yamcha, man. <laughs> so, Yamcha is very unorthodox, for one. It was like, so, the other characters, you know how they hit that little that little jump cancel with the uh the air combo deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yamcha can't really do that, 
No. But if he hits you with something, he can do that teleport behind you and do that little claw thing. Yep. And then he can like do that little spin joint. Yep. 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 No. So you know what I'm saying? Like he's a monster. If in the right hands. In the right hands. Yeah. So I, I mean yeah. I mean Bears. I hate playing with Bears. I think Bears is one of the weaker ones. Um Goku Black is dope. Um Goku Black, like you said, cooler, cooler can 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 bang with it. Super uh ultra instinct Goku. He's okay. I don't like really I prefer to play with Super Saiyan 4 Goku. I mean uh not for Goku, but uh Gogeta versus Ultra Instinct Goku. Um I mean it's a couple. There's a couple of people. You know. There's a couple of people in there. Oh, now now right now I am currently being challenged in Tekken. You will get smacked in that too. <laughs> I was just just saying. <laughs> you just get smacked in that too, bro. I like I does this. I do this. Street Fighter, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, Dragon Ball Fighters. The only game I really, really haven't like played played like that consistently is uh Mortal Kombat. Because I, I leave and come back, leave and come back, leave and come back. It, it, I can't just it can't keep my attention for whatever reason. And I don't get it. Which one? The new one. The one with uh by all the M- MK characters and it has a complete story. Oh, eleven? Yeah, like it has a complete story. It had an additional story and it finished and it started over. Like the story was great. It was phenomenal. It was awesome. For some reason, I just can't keep it on my PlayStation. I don't understand it. I don't know. Mortal Kombat is one of those games. It's like, uh, I, I think it's lost its luster over the years. Well, I don't think it's lost its luster. I, I think with the other fighting games that's out there, you know, Guilty Gear Strive and all these others, because I was trying to explain to him, like, with anime fighters is more offensive than anything. So you have to figure out a way to defend against this heavy onslaught of offense. So knowing, because I play, me and him play together a lot, but I know with certain characters what his tendencies are. If he has ultimate Gohan and I'm like dashing towards you, towards him, he's going to use that aura deal deal where he levels up one, two, and three Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. counter it. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm a distance away from him, he's going to use the Masenko. Mm -hmm. Like if I dash towards him, he's going to try to use his ultimate. He'll run his meter up to hit that ultimate that goads you into doing it. Right. Yeah. So if I know that strategy, why in the hell would I just go into you like that? Why? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? Like I'm being accused of turtling. I'm like, bro, like you hitting me with onslaughts. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to counter that? I'm supposed to just come back. Broly is a tank. He eats moves. He eats light punches, heavy punches. He eats that stuff. He's Broly. Big characters eat eat maneuvers like. I, I don't know what to say, but I'm getting challenged at Tekken, though. Somebody going to get cooked, man. I, I mean, you know, I, hey, listen, I put it out here like this. <laughs> Cutting the promo. Well, you know something mean, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I look. I bet to you in Dragon Ball Fighters, I would do the same in Tekken. Just I do the same in Tekken. You know what I'm saying? I'll do the same in Tekken because I know his I know his play style. If if in the right position, in the right position, 
he will pull off a super move. If if I like dash towards him, and sometimes I'll fake dash, and then that'll make him just use the move, and then boom, I got you. I got you dead to rights. But I got I got a solution for that Thanos rig. I got a solution for that. Don't even don't even worry about it. Uh-oh. Don't even worry about it. Uh-oh. But oh, now uh, the manga chapter of Dragon Ball Super was released, and Vegeta reached a new form. Now, <laughs> it's so yep. weird. Here With we that go. being said, here we go. What? What? Say it. Just go ahead and say it. I know you want to. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Okay. Go ahead and say it. Say what you got to say, and then guess what? I got something for that. <laughs> okay. 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 So Goku and Vegeta are on the planet with Whis and Beerus, and uh, Goku's trying to master Ultra Instinct. He has yet to like master it to his ability because, according to Whis, there's a little, there's some levels to it. Um, and Beer said, You're not gonna try to learn Ultra Instinct, but you're like, Nah, I'm not gonna follow, I'm not gonna do what Goku does, I'm not gonna do that. He was like, That's understandable because that's not your wheelhouse. That's what Beerus says. He's like, What you mean by that? He's like, Well, your wheelhouse is you know more offense than anything. So with Vegeta, he learns what he calls um Ultra Ego, that's what he's calling it. So you know how Goku has Ultra Instinct? It, it mm-hmm. has you instinctively mm-hmm. dodging moves, whereas Vegeta, he's not dodging them. He's taking the hits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time he gets the hits, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, mind you, this is the first time he was ever in this form. So this was his introduction. So honestly, he was waxing granola. Goku's hurt. You know, uh, pretty much Goku got his ass whipped by granola. And but to caveat to that is that Granola made a wish to be the strongest in the universe. So from that standpoint, uh, when he took the L against Granola, Vegeta took over and he actually explained to Granola, like, listen, bro, like uh, Frieza blew up our planet. And we in the same boat, but you're not going to listen. So I'm going to whoop your ass still the same. Because that's no better way for you to listen <laughs> from that standpoint, right? So Granola continuously gets his ass beat, but he continues, but Vegeta continuously taking hits deliberately. And from that standpoint, Vegeta is down. You know, there's no it, it not really explaining what happened while Vegeta is down. He's not knocked out. He's just saying impossible. He like he's in shock. Like something transpired where Granola did something, and now Vegeta is down, and Goku is in a position of healing himself, or something of that nature, right? So, um, I'm not sure what where, where this is going to take because a couple of friends, about the same group of friends, we talked about this. It was like Akira Toriyama don't really like Vegeta. It's no secret he don't like Vegeta. So. For Vegeta to get his shine and stay there is damn near impossible to get there and stay there. It's almost like you showed a brand new form and it's it did bear fruit, but I understand it. Do you like, okay, so Thanos Rick, check this out. What's the one thing Vegeta always does at the end of every battle? He complains and bitches. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, he doesn't. I'm, uh, what what happens to him <laughs> after, at the end of these battles? If he's at a near death experience, what happens? Because it happens in the Freezer Saga, right? So what happened? 
<laughs> every t- at the end of each battle, what happens? <laughs> he complained and bitch then, didn't he? <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ. sighs> I mean, Other than Thanos Ricks, am I lying? No, you are, you're not. No, no, look, look. In the freezer saga, <laughs> in the freezer, yes, you were. Like in the freezer saga, here's what happened. Vegeta explains this. He explains it to Kui. He explains it to Zarbon. You like at the end of each battle, if you have a near death experience, the Saiyan becomes stronger. I know. Now that doesn't really work too well for Goku, but it only really bodes for Vegeta. Honestly, that more like a Vegeta ism versus a Saiyan ism. No, nah, but Goku gets better after every fight. I mean, Saiyan. <laughs> Saiyans get better after every fight because they learn. They learn and they get stronger. And you know what they say: if it don't kill you, it makes you stronger. That true. But to the I think with, with with Goku though, um, he wasn't naturally stronger. Like it, it really, it really. Uh, what do you mean? Focus on him training to get stronger versus versus Vegeta being in battles and getting stronger because of like you notice that you notice that Vegeta really started training at the end of Freezer Saga. That's when he really started training. But well, his battle experiences got him stronger and stronger and stronger through his battle experience. But you never really saw him train like that. Um well I don't think it's fair to make that assumption like he don't train. I'm I'm sure Vegeta's been training. You know what I'm saying as well. Like I don't I don't see how you can't train and still expect to be strong. Battles or, or no battles, you, you still have to learn and train. And then, you know, when the fighting comes, then you'll, you know, it just it just so happens that, and I'm just making an assumption, E, you might know, Vegeta really hasn't come across too many people stronger than him besides Frieza and, you know, maybe a few others. But other than that, I mean, the Saiyans normally, you know, they kick ass everywhere they go. Yeah. So I don't think we can make the assumption that, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just assuming. I'm, I'm just assuming. Maybe right. you're right. But I think Vegeta has had some training somewhere. I mean, the boy. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No, <laughs> he had training. He had training. Like the last time you saw him training before Frieza was when he was a kid and killing off Cybermen, right? But to but you've seen the training montage that Goku does when he's in space on the way to Namek. Right, you never seen Vegeta train. You seen him in the Saiyan saga in his debut. Right. You see him get cut up by Krillin. You see right. him heal. Right. You don't see him train. You see him go to Namek and you see him kill mo- mofos. That's all you see. And then when when Vegeta actually expresses, "I get stronger at the end of battle," while you've been hiding behind Frieza's coattails, I'm in getting in fights and I'm in getting battle experience. So he really was depending on that for quite some time up until the end. Then you see him training in the weight room right. or whatever the case may be, but not as much as you see Goku training or whatever the case may be. Right. So I feel like Goku gets, tra- gets strong because of his training and Vegeta gets stronger more on his battle experience and but or whatever. That, but does that mean that Vegeta is naturally stronger than Goku? Like, I don't, but I don't understand. Naturally, yes. Naturally, yes. What do you? I think, but how? Like, I don't, I don't get how that correlates to being naturally stronger because of the training or lack of training. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't see how that that correlates to being naturally stronger, unless there's something about you know him being a prince and that saying prince blood. I don't know, but 
I don't see how that, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that yeah. make him naturally stronger? Yeah, okay. So, Vegeta is naturally stronger because of his uh, royalty. So, I think with a lot of readers and viewers, we confuse with, we confuse Goku reaching a certain level first with him being stronger. So, scientifically speaking, Goku is like low class. Like he he's a low class Saiyan in far as levels goes, right? So even as a kid, you couldn't really detect his power level like that. So when Goku reached Super Saiyan one in on planet Namek against Frieza, he was the strongest at that point. Now, when Vegeta reached Super Saiyan one, he was naturally stronger than Goku was was when he was Super Saiyan one, mainly because of his royal blood, because he has more potential. Okay. In in that sense. Okay. Even though Vegeta didn't reach that level first, so if if Goku and Vegeta was on the same level of Super Saiyan one at the same time, Vegeta would be stronger because of that. But it it don't. But they 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 did it smart where you don't really see that. So when Vegeta was like Ultra Vegeta or whatever, he was at that strong state or whatever the case may be. Uh, and it, Super Saiyan two, Vegeta was stronger at, at that point. At what Goku would be at Super Saiyan 2. So, so it is the blood. So, so Vegeta always kept up with Goku. It's just that you never really see it out, out in front of you like that. So it is the, the royal blood that makes him naturally stronger. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. In, in essence, you can understand why Goku, why people kind of root for him. Oh, uh, people are team Goku because he trains his ass off. And it's like he has to do that. Otherwise, Vegeta will overtake him. Well, I mean, because think about it. I, I think people are relatable more to Goku than Vegeta. Think think of it like with sports. You know, LeBron yeah. James is 6'9", 260. Things may come naturally to him because of his physical attributes compared to a Steph Curry who's not as big and strong, but he may have to work harder to do stuff, you know, like with his three-point shooting. You know what I'm saying? I think I think people can relate more to Goku than Vegeta, you know, in that sense. And plus Vegeta, you know, being a bougie, uptight asshole, I mean, let's let's call for what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, that I I think Goku is more relatable on a on a more human aspect than say a Vegeta, which you know, Vegeta expects everything to come to him naturally. He's a royal blood. He's a prince. Blase, blase, compared to the, as you put it, lower class saying who has to work harder and get it out the mud, as the young kids say today. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that's a big reason why people are team Goku, because people can relate to Goku's, you know, upbringing and background. You know, so, I mean, I'm just making an assumption, but that's just how it seems to me. So, you know, when you see Goku training and working hard and reaching these, you know, the next level, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, that, that, that's saying something. And then you see Vegeta, he, he's, he's always mad. He's always upset. How come he's always stronger than me? He's getting it in. I'm a, I'm a prince. I'm a prince. Like, it's like Vegeta is entitled. He's like an entitled, spoiled brat versus Goku, who's not entitled, who, di who didn't come from, you know, he, he, he has to work for it. Versus Vegeta, who thinks he feels as though he deserves it. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think people can relate more to Goku than to Vegeta. And I think that's why people cheer for Goku than Vegeta because, you know, Vegeta's an asshole and we want to see the underdog win compared to the guy who's spoiled and entitled. And thinks he deserves everything because he is who he is in his name and his royal blood, as you put it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Man, I just... uh... It, it, it's it's definitely a relatable thing because I mean Goku came from something. Goku was sent to Earth to destroy Earth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just hit his head. The woods changed him. That was it. He had his bad experience with the woods, <laughs> and that changed like like his whole like his whole like outlook on things. He's peaceful. He want to be you know he loves animals and all this other stuff. So it, it's all good. But th- this story is interesting. But I know me and uh, a shout out to uh, Chuck Christopher, Chris McNeil, because he's an avid reader of Dragon Ball Super. So we've been talking about this. He's like, man, look, Vegeta can't get his freaking shine. We don't understand this thing. Like, and we keep saying, like, all right, man, this thing is trash. Like, it's going to come to the point where everybody depending on Goku again, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we Vegeta should have been the one to finish off Freezer. We've seen it. We seen Vegeta put the brake, put the foot to Frieza when Frieza came back in gold form. Goku got shot up. And what did they do? They snaked their way out of it. Frieza blows up the planet and we turns back time and Goku steals that win. That was stupid. That was dumb. That was dumb. Vegeta had Frieza beat. Beat Frieza's ass. <laughs> well, I mean, Goku rightfully so. And he Goku's the hero. See, you're being a hater. See, this, no, this no, no, is no, 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 uh, no. This is the hate okay. coming out. This Goku the had his, his, his. No, no, no. <laughs> Goku had his chance. He got shot in the back at Super Saiyan Blue, in the back, where you don't have the wherewithal and you are down and out. Shot in the chest. You gone. Vegeta kicks him over the Krillin. Hey man, give him some Senzu beans. I got this. Beats Freezer's ass. Don't hesitate. Don't do anything. But at the point that Frieza on, on his knees, he puts his hands out, ready to blast him. Frieza takes his cheat way out, blows up the planet. Whis turns back time for Goku to save the day. But Vegeta was really the one. Honestly and truly, poetically speaking, Vegeta is the number one person that should kill Frieza. Because Frieza, because Vegeta has the biggest axe to grind with Frieza. Vegeta does. Frieza killed his father one-on-one, blows up his home planet. He and and he was working under Frieza, not knowing the information that he knew until Namek that Frieza the one who blew up his planet. He has the biggest issue with Frieza. That's no. it. Like it, 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 The story writes itself. It makes sense. Goku really doesn't have an axe to grind. Frieza has an axe to grind with Goku. Vegeta. But Vegeta has the biggest issue with himself because Vegeta still believes that he should be the stronger Saiyan and that he is, you know, the prince, the king of all Saiyans, and I should be able. He still has that self entitlement. So, so wait a minute. That's why Vegeta can't get nothing done because he still believes that he's still deserving so, of all so this shit. So he wants to 
complaining bitch, Goku, how, you're always stronger than me. You're always... Well, hold but on, hold on, hold on. Goku, now, now, for, for, Goku, for quite some time, oh, for quite some finish. time in Super... Hold, hold on, let me finish. And Goku still doesn't give a fuck what Vegeta thinks. <laughs> Goku is still... Actually, he does. He, he actually does. Because no, Goku doesn't. was... Oh, he does. No. In Dragon Ball Super, when Vegeta snuck off to go train, Goku was pissed. He was like, Vegeta, you ready to go train without me? Like, like that was no, his whole situation. No, no, oh, no, Goku, no, oh, Vegeta, that, that go wasn't train. it. Nope, nope, that wasn't it. Goku wasn't oh, mad. Goku, Goku wasn't mad at the fact. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like Goku was mad that Vegeta left off to train to be stronger. Goku just loves to train. And Goku trains with anybody who he can train with. It ain't so much the fact that he just went to go train and get better. Goku, Goku just wants to train. Man, you crazy go, say if you go, think go, Goku don't go. train to get stronger. He openly said that. He said that. Goku, I, I want to fight strong opponent. Goku is not motivated like Vegeta's motivated to be the strongest of all Saiyans. He doesn't care that Vegeta, like, Vegeta cares that Goku is stronger than him. Goku don't give a fuck about that shit. Goku just wants to train and be stronger just for self-fulfillment. Vegeta so, wants to train and be stronger just so he can, he can be better than everyone. That's the so difference. Super, That's the difference. So <laughs> so in super so in super that whole deal with vegeta and goku or whatever the case may be that's not really the dynamic like it was in z it, it's not the same dynamic because honestly and truly the strongest people are vegeta and goku like if you really really notice and really really pay attention uh, other than determine the power because i feel like that's the best arc because it showcased everyone and their fighting techniques or whatever the case may be so, I mean, okay. Yeah, so the, Goku reached yeah, reach Ultra Instinct, but that, that but here's we here's the thing that we said. He here's the thing that he told Goku and Vegeta about themselves. He's like, listen, Goku can do things that Vegeta can't do, but Vegeta can do things that Goku can't do. He said, y'all two are polar opposites of each other, but right. at the same time. Y'all to compliment each other on movesets because Goku, you are too relaxed. Right. Because because of your relaxation, people get into some shit because of you. Right. Vegeta, however, is too tense. He's not really loose enough. Right. But if he's loose enough, they can be they can be perfect depictions of themselves. So that's why Goku went over to the Ultra Instinct side of things because he's more he. Yeah, but he's he, tensed up, but he let yeah, things go. But Vegeta has a different mindset, and that suits him better. The one thing I do like about Super is that they're not following each other's power upgrades. They're now separate of each other, and they're taking two different roads. And yeah, Vegeta's but, actually realizing that, and Goku's realizing that too. And yeah, but that's and, not that's not what that that. E, you're right. You're right. But that that's really not what we're speaking on i mean you're right they they're they're different goku has attributes vegeta has attributes but what i'm trying to say is goku is motivated by different things in vegeta vegeta still wants to be the best like i don't think that's ever going to go away the best. you want to constantly fight stronger opponents like to be to beat stronger opponents you are are elevating yourself or being the best but, goku's but, saying it without saying it vegeta's vegeta, just straight up saying it but Vegeta still wants to be better than Goku. And, and Goku but, wants to be the best. Like, and, both of them, but, like, but we Goku, even said that. He said, both y'all are saying, that's your motivation. Y'all like but, to fight. But Goku isn't motivated to be better than Vegeta. Again, Goku had a different upbringing than Vegeta. So, yeah. I think Goku has different motivations. 
Goku doesn't live to be better than Vegeta. Like Vegeta lives to be better than Goku. Goku wants to be strong just because. Vegeta wants think... to be stronger than Goku. Like, like I, I think that aspect will never go away. You know I think that I'm initially that, that's what it was in, in Z, <laughs> but in Super, I don't think is as prominent as it was in Z. Like that that whole motivation. Because okay. okay. I mean, they spar with each other all the time. Like all the time. Like they fight each other all the time. So you never see a definitive winner. I mean, you know, between the two, because something always shows up and it takes them to to actually take care of the situation or whatever the case may be. So if Vegeta wasn't there, Goku would take a L. If Vegeta wa- if Goku wasn't there, Vegeta would take a L. And it's really playing off of we saying y'all need each other. And up at, like I don't think Goku really damn, now that I think about it, Goku never really beat someone one-on-one after Frieza without the help of somebody. Like it wasn't just Goku and this person and nobody else around. It took some type of interference from somebody like for Goku to beat Kid Buu it took Vegeta to fight Kid Buu to the point that Goku had to collect enough energy to kill Kid Buu like it took that like it it took it took Vegeta or the Z fighters to fight Moro to do what he needed to do like even with Moro in the manga like Vegeta was supposed to be the one to beat Moro like he went to Yardrat the Yardrat people the one that taught Goku uh, instant transmission um he went to play in a Yardrat, and the Yardratans said to Vegeta, like, you have more potential than the guy, the last guy, last saying that showed up. You, you can achieve a whole lot more. And he did that, and he learned fission, where he could unfuse people, where Moro's whole ability was to fuse with other people to get stronger, a la Kid Buu. He, so he did that, and but, but somehow that- Moro found a random arm or some shit over here on the, on the ground and absorbed that. Just like Kid Boo did with Gohan, which pissed me off. Gohan was beating beating Boo's ass, and then Majin Boo found this random part of himself. I'm just going to absorb Gohan. Trash. Well, Trash. I mean, well, honestly, I I think that adds to the lore, and you know, I I could be talking, you know, deeply or you know whatever, but just 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 in my deep philosophy, whatever you want to call it, is is. I don't think the aspect of Goku beating someone one-on-one is like the biggest thing when it comes to the writing, when it comes to the vision of the, you know, the creative team. Like, I don't, I don't see that as the thing because you're right. He hasn't beat anyone after Frieza. I mean, even with Cell. I mean, even, even with, with, any, with any of them, it, it, it took teamwork. It took a collective effort to beat an enemy. You know, sometimes E in life, you know, everyone needs help. You can't always accomplish something on your own. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes you, and it's okay to need help. It's okay to, as a collective, work as a team and defeat your enemy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just, that's life. We all can relate to that. Everyone needs help. So I don't think, I don't think the simple aspect of Goku being someone one-on-one is like, you know, as big as you might make it to be. I think the fact that Goku reaching levels and new heights individually is dope, but to be, to, you know, to, to save Earth, to reach a goal, it's a team effort. It's like the, 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 the main point is to work, work as a team, to be together 
versus someone like Vegeta, his motivation is to always beat someone one-on-one, mano-a-mano, macho-macho, whatever the case may be. But right. even but even Vegeta needs help. Vegeta can't win on his own. He needs help. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just think the aspect of beating someone one-on-one is not is it's it's depend depending on what your preference is, you know, I don't think that's the division the of these stories. I think it really boils down to teamwork and being a team and accomplishing a goal as a team and still reaching new heights on your own. I think that's what it is. Me personally. Hey, I feel like it should be that. And I think with the fan base, it's, it's never going to be that. Because, I mean, honestly, no one has more bodies than Vegeta and Piccolo. True. Nobody. True. So, um, and these individuals have fight people one-on-one and they killed them. <laughs> like there's there's no mercy out here in these streets, bro. Like just like with Dead Zone, when Piccolo got jumped, because me and uh shout out to Pat Venner, we had that conversation with Dead Zone because he said that's one of his favorite DBZ movies. You remember when the movie first started, Piccolo got jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Piccolo, <laughs> Piccolo got jumped yeah. Yeah, by three more foes, bro. Yeah. And then yeah. And then Goku yeah. shows up. Piccolo shows up. He was like, nah, nah, nah. Stand by, Goku. I, I got this. I owe these mofos something. I owe these, these people something. Right? And then he was beating their ass. And he did a no-look energy blast kill on one of them. He said, you guys are so easy to beat one-on-one. And he he dragged their ass. <laughs> he dragged them. <laughs> like, so, like, same thing with, with Vegeta. Vegeta dropped bodies. Um, Goku never had that killer type of mentality like Piccolo and Vegeta did. You know, but I think that's part of his character, like you said. That's part of his character, and I think a lot of people don't realize that to take out a certain character, it took teamwork. Even with with Jiren. Like, yeah. even with Jiren, like, Goku didn't beat Jiren one-on-one. Like, it took collective effort from 17 and Frieza to, like, yeah. you know, to put the hurt to him. Yeah. Even though his ultra instinct, you know, did did damage, it still took teamwork. At yeah. the end of the day. I mean, I don't know, man. It's is we can argue all day about who's the best, Goku or Vegeta. I mean, it it I don't think it really matters. I just think that with those two, they both have a story to tell. And you've seen the progression since Dragon Ball up until this point. We, we we've grown up, we've grown with these characters. You know, of course. Vegeta became a dad. He, he has kids, you know, right. what I'm saying? I mean, whoever thought that and of all people, Boma, you know what I'm saying? Of all people. So, you know, you're you're seeing and, you know, you make jokes. Goku's a terrible father. E, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no problem here, buddy. Goku, he's a horrible dad. Goku is he's not the best father. But, you know, we up until recently, I, I give him that up until recently and super. Yes, he's been farming, doing stuff right. for Chi Go Goten right. was bringing him lunch. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been he's been there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we, we could ever deny his love for Gohan or Goten I don't, or Chi Chi. I don't think we, we can ever do that. It's just yeah, you know yeah. Goku. You know Goku, he loves to train, and you know okay, <laughs> right? And like it ain't like he's cheating on Chi Chi. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it's cheating on him with training. <laughs> you know, so it, you know it 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 seeing the growth, seeing the progression with the characters is dope. You know, it's hilarious though, man. It's like, man, he's out here farming King Kyle calls and he's like, hey man, I gotta open it for, for some training. All right, Chi Chi, I'm out. 
No explanation. No asking Chi-Chi, can I ride out? Nah, Chi-Chi, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to go train. That's well, it. No, well, no, Chi-Chi understands. I, I, I think Chi-Chi understands. Shit. Goku, she don't understand. Goku. Chi-Chi flames up every time Goku leaves. She was like, you forgot to do this shit here. Bring your ass back and do this farming. You are not going to train with the damn Goku. You're going to get this done. Yeah, you remember at the beginning of Dragon Ball Super, she made Goku uh plant those uh carrots. I remember. I remember. Until, right. I Until remember. you finish this, then but you I mean, go train. I mean, it, it ain't like Goku ain't do this before. Chi Chi probably should have been left Goku, but she ain't going nowhere. She know who he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Now, now, now granted, now, now, granted, <laughs> Goku has gone places for for years yeah, and showed yeah. up this. Hey, hey, girl, I'm here. Yeah, hey, you know, hey, 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 you know, Chi Chi's a real one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chi Chi held it down. Chi Chi held it down. You know, but I mean, it's, 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 we'll see, man. Vegeta, he has this, this new ultra ego. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'm sure Goku will reach something else past that. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows, man? Uh, yeah, but it's it's good deal, man. I, I'll never forget that time that Goku wanted to go train. <laughs> and he's like, Vegeta, let's go train. And Vegeta was like, I got a baby on the way. He was like, I wasn't there when Goten was born because you're an idiot. That's why. <laughs> he was like, I'm not leaving my wife. He's like, my wife is having a daughter, Brown. What you mean? <laughs> That's hilarious to me. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is our show for today, man. I'm glad you guys was able to hang out tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be streaming the next three Street Fighter games. All right. You got Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter, and Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Definitely gonna knock those out and play those. Um, hopefully we can get some challenges on some ranked matches too as, as well. So we can uh fly through that. And that's gonna be our stream for tonight. But Glad you guys was able to hang out. Do not forget www.patreon.com forward slash orange Phoenix. Subscribe to the magazine for only $5 a month. Go ahead and join the fan club. Just click on the name Orange Phoenix and join the fan club and you get, and it's free. It, that one is free. Join the Facebook group page, Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. Type in Orange Phoenix Geek Corner and ask to join the group. We are more than happy to let you in. Very, very, very positive files. And yes, we do have movie nights. Do not forget to follow us at Orange Phoenix Media, and we will have some uh, we will have some sales coming up uh, for T Public, and uh, and I will let you guys know. And if that's it, till next time, y'all. See you at seven p.m. Eastern Time tonight, and then ten a.m. tomorrow. Peace out. Go Cowboys. Peace. Oh my God, did you not? <laughs> <laughs>